ago i'm not sure what number but if you go back and look at the previous episodes you'll see that podcast but today's episode we are going to cover that simply because the holidays are coming up and i kind of wanted to go a little bit more in depth as far as design decisions that you need to be making when designing your dining area so if you are looking to refresh your dining space or you're designing your dining room from scratch this is going to be a great episode for you so just yeah hang in there and um, listen to what I have to say because you're probably really gonna like it anyways um first thing that we want to consider my favorite thing the f-word function I never like to design a space that is not functional you will probably never see me do that because when you design a space that's not functional, you will appreciate it, how it looks when you're done. You'll be like, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous, you know, because you spent a long time doing it. But once you start living in that space or trying to utilize that space, you're going to find yourself really frustrated with the way things are not working out because you did not design it to be functional. So I want to help you design not just a beautiful space, but also a functional space so that you can enjoy it, like thoroughly enjoy it visually while you're in there. I want you to not have any uh, complaints about that space. So functionality is key when you are designing any type of room, especially in the dining room, because this is going to be a space where you will have people, um, guests, family, friends coming into that space. Some people now are using their dining area as a work from home um, space. So functionality is really important to consider. When I think of functionality in a dining space, I'm thinking about how do you use that room? So like me, I have a very big family. Like Immediate family is big, extended family is big. No matter which way I try to put it, my family is huge. So when I am designing my dining area, I have to consider, you know, how many people are going to be in that room at a time. If I add like my brothers and my brother-in-law, we are going to be about 10, 15 people. So having a table that sits four or six is not really an option for me. So Think about how you're going to use your space. Are you going to have a lot of people coming in? If you're designing the short-term rental, how many people does your listing sleep? You want to have that many number or be able to sit that many number of people at the table. It makes no sense to have a four-seater in a house that sleeps, let's say, eight people. Where do you think those four other people are going to sit when everyone's enjoying their food? They want to sit with them. So you want to make sure you can see as many people as you are planning to host. Um, if you host often, let's say you don't have a lot of people that stay in your house, 
but you post often, think about your friend group. How many people are in that group? How many people typically come to your space? You want to be able to accommodate them. A trick that I like to use, which I should probably bring this up when I'm talking about tables, but I'm going to say it here because that's just how my brain works. Um, a trick that I like to use, for example, if you don't have that many people in your house, you only have like, you want to sit four people on a day to day, but occasionally you have a lot of guests, then you want to consider a round table. Because with a round table, you can pull up a seat. There's not a def um, definite, definite, definite. I'm sorry, I'm a little definite. Hopefully that's right. Um, number of seats that can be accommodated at that table. Well, there is based on size. But when it comes to a round table, like you can kind of squeeze as many people as possible into that space. So if you're thinking about functionality and you're thinking about how you use your space and it's not a lot of you on the day-to-day -day using that table, but you know occasionally you get people, then you want to consider a round table. Um, and functionality brings me back to the point of working from home. Quite a few people have started using their dining area as a work-from-home space. Do I... Think that's a good idea? No, not really. But hey, not everyone you know is able to create or have a home office. So if you are using your dining table to work occasionally, I would consider um, like how much space you need. Um, if you need a lot of space, but it's not a lot of people that use it let's say to eat, then you want to get a bigger table. So those are like, there's just so many decisions that you have to consider when you're designing the space. It's so much more than this looks pretty or, oh, I like this. Like, Get that out of your head. Like if you're designing space right now and you are finding that like you, you're having a hard time figuring out what to get, how much of it to get, it's because you haven't really sat down to outline um, your, how you need that space to function. It's kind of like, you know, your outfits. If you want to look a certain way, that's your function. So you know what pieces to get, furniture, decor. Like, that's just, it's the same way. So once you know how you want your dining room to function, it's going to really help you pick, you know, better pieces. And a part of functionality is your layout how you plan your space. So space planning, that's another thing that I am really big on. I don't like tight spaces. I don't like empty spaces. I like perfectly to scale spaces. So a really big space is going to get the right amount of furniture. A really small space is going to get minimal furniture. I, I just don't like things not looking good. Not Just all of that is... It's not me. You're never going to see that from me in my home and my friend's home, my family's home. They all come to me and I always make sure they're good because a good space is is good for your mental health. But we're not getting into that. We're still talking about your dining room. So space planning. You know how you want your dining area to function. Now let's look at the space that you have available. If you have, for example, an enclosed dining room, then you're really, really going to have to 
Well, you really have to. I think regardless of open or close. Yeah, I'm sorry. That is my ice machine. But um, if you are in, if your dining room is like an enclosed space, then you want to really plan out that space because now you're working with, um, what's it called? You're working with a limited amount of space as opposed to like an open concept floor plan. You can create your dining room to be as, or your dining area to take up as much or as little space as you want and then build your living area around that. But with the enclosed space, you really have to like know like, okay, I'm working with, I don't know, what is a, there are so many sizes. The, the last dining enclosed space that I worked on, I think it was 14, 14 by 12 feet. So let's just use that. If you're working with the like uh, enclosed space, 14 by 12 feet, then you're going to have to do a rectangular table. So like everything just determines everything. I, again, it's so hard for me, like when I'm doing these episodes, I have to remember or, or try to break down my process into something that's easy to understand. So think of me like a surgeon. I perform surgery on spaces and I'm trying to explain to you why I'm doing what I'm doing without like taking you through all the years of me learning this knowledge. So sometimes you may not understand what I'm saying, but I'm just trying to get better and I really want to like educate that's what that's what this podcast is about. But um wow, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about an enclosed space. So with the enclosed dining room, your choices are kind of limited, but not really. Um if you have a narrow room, then you want to plan for your table to be in the middle. There are so many quirky layouts and there's so many things you could do depending on how your space looks but a good rule of thumb is to have your dining room in the middle of the room now if you are using your dining area to work from home then you want to you know be mindful of outlets because you need to plug your computer or whatever electronic devices that you use so you know again think about how you need your space to function and let that guide you as far as your layouts but a typical dining space layout would be middle of the room with enough space for people to go around. So you don't want to, when you're selecting your furnishings or planning out your space, don't try to take up all the room with a huge table. Let's say you, you're trying to squeeze a really huge table that you saw, that you love. If you're not going to have a lot of room to walk around the dining table, then that table is just not an option for you because you need to consider the dining table, the space that it takes, um, chairs, you know, people aren't just going to be squished under your chair. They're going to be, you know, moving back and forth. Um, whoever's walking around with food or games or whatever is being done in your dining room. Think about that when you are planning your space. So a table in the middle, chairs all around, um, windows. I don't like to be in front of windows. So if you have a window in your dining space, try to keep that vacant. So if you need storage, please don't put 
um, a table or a china cabinet in front of a window. Like windows are, you need that. That's a source of light. When the designer or the architect of your home is building your home, they're considering light sources. So that window, you need it because if you block it, then the light source that they installed in that room is not going to be adequate because they're thinking about like, okay, they have light from the windows and from the ceiling. So again, layout. Layout is a part of how you want your space to function. So how you plan your space to, let me try to word this in a way that makes sense. You plan your space so that you can achieve the functionality that you need in that space. And again, that is just based on each individual person. Of course, when I am working with clients, then me, you know, and the clients, we collaborate on like, hey, what are your needs? What do you, what are your, you know, like, um, how do you entertain? Do you entertain a lot? We use that to create a custom design to the client. So when it comes to designing your um, dining space, think about your needs and how you need that space to function. And that's going to help you plan out that space so that it makes sense. Same thing with short-term rentals. If you are designing an investment property uh, dining area, then think about your guests. Are you marketing to long-term guests that you know are going to be here a while? Or are you marketing to, I don't know, people here for like work who are barely going to be home and they're just going to be out with the conference all day and then they come back home to sleep? Those are things that you think about. Think about your market, how they need that space to function, and you design it. Um, that way. So as far as, not as far, besides functionality and layouts, you want to now consider style. Style is going to determine what you put into the space. So you've already planned out the, you have an outline of what your space needs to provide, how it needs to look, space planning, layout. Um, and now you can decide what you're going to put inside the space to uh, function how you need it to function. So the first thing I like to pick out for a dining space would be the table. For me, um, I, I don't really care about the style of the table per se. I'm kind of open. Like I love mixing and matching. I am not big. I do not like um, dining table sets at all. Like bedding sets, any set, you're, I don't like it. <laughs> like, unless a client is like, hey, I really want this set, or I already had this set, my parents handed it down to me, my grandparents, whatever, that's the only time I'm going to go with the set. Any other time, I like to mix and match. Mixing and matching is a way to inject personality into your space without it looking cookie cutter. There are some pieces that I have in my own personal space that someone else has as well, but they would never know because of how I have mixed it in and added, sprinkled a little bit of me um, into that space. So when it comes to picking out um, a table for your dining space, please, please, please don't do, don't do sets. I'm begging of you. If you really want to do it, go ahead, but just know if I came over, I would make fun of your table. So don't do sets. Um, Round or rectangular? 
that's going to depend again on your space, the amount of space you have available. For me, if I have like a square room or yeah, a square room or a rectangular room, I really like to go for round tables if I can. Um, they're really good for conversation. So I'm going to use this example of this dining, um, dining room right here, this dining room refresh I did. So in this dining room, we, the original table was rectangular and it sat six people, which is, you know, a basic setup, but it's, it feels cold to me. So if you are anticipating, um, socializing a lot in your dining area, talking, playing games, if you want to use it like that, I would opt for a round table if the space works out. Because a round table, again, that perk I mentioned earlier, you can add in more seats if you have like extra guests. But you can, it also, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It also emphasize support facilitates. I think I'll use that one. It also helps facilitate conversation because when you sit around a round table, you're able to see everyone's face. You don't have to do the, you know, left to right or, you know, boardroom. How's it going? How's dinner? Like, you don't have to do that. It's more, it's fun. You know, it's, oh, I can see your cards. You know, there's just so many ways to use a round table. So for me, if I was designing my dining space, I would try to get a round table. I don't know how big <laughs> I could get a round table, but I'll try to do like a round table or oval table. I really don't like rectangular tables just because it feels so office to me, but it's all dependent on you and your style. Um, yeah, it's really dependent on you and your style. There's no like right or wrong answer. Besides sets, don't do sets. But um, your table is honestly going to be the focal point of your dining room. So if that helps at all in guiding your decisions, think about the first thing that you want to see and the first thing that you want your guests to see when they walk into the dining room. It's always going to be the table because it takes up the most space and it has the largest presence. And that's where they're going to sit. Or in a short term rental, that's where you want to encourage your guests to sit. So if you have for like light colored furniture in your living space and you want to encourage your, your guests to eat at the dining table, then you really, really, really want to focus on creating a dining space that is inviting so that, you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to sit there. I... Right now, I'm staying in an Airbnb. My husband is doing a work contract, so I'm here with him. And this Airbnb has a high table as the dining table. So like a bar, bar height table. And when I first got here, you know how I'm an Airbnb design snob because that's what I do. <laughs> But I got here and I was like, I have no idea why they would make the only dining table in the space a high table. So like I'm always going to be elevated to eat. And now I got to the point where sometimes I eat on the sofa. But 
No, there's you can only eat so many types of food on the sofa because you need that table. So I say that to say if you're trying to keep your guests off of your sofa when they're eating, then really focus on that your dining space and making it inviting. When it comes to selecting the table, if you want to be outgoing, think about, you know, get something unique so that people want to sit there and be like, oh, this looks nice. Don't just get like a basic wood table. Um, if you are designing a table where there's like lots of kids in the space, then I guess you can consider a, a wood table. But I don't know. I don't like wood. I really don't like I like. I like anything that stands out. Like, I, I don't like regular things. I, I don't like, oh, I have that. I never want to hear that. <laughs> when you come into my space, I want to hear you say, oh, that's nice. Where'd you get that? And up until now, that's the reaction that I keep getting. And that's the reaction I want to get. Sometimes I'm annoyed when they're asked, like, hey, would you buy this? Would you buy that? But now, you know, it's a compliment. If someone walks into your space and they're just like, hey, how's it going? Your space is ugly. I'm sorry to tell you your space is ugly, but if someone walks into your space and they're like, oh, this table is so nice and they have a seat, you know, that's a conversation starter. So picking a table is based on how many people you want to sit, what you want to do at that table, and again, your budget. So if you watched my or listened to the last episode, I talked about, you know, how to decide the perfect piece for your space. If you haven't heard that episode, go ahead and listen to that after this one because that's going to help you pick out the perfect table. So I'm telling you how to design your space, but like as far as picking what works for you, that's up to you or your designer if you have a screen. Um, so yeah, the table is your focal point in your dining space and that's going to be workhorse of your dining space because it's going to take all the wear and tear the elbows plates books computers whatever so if you are trying to decide between a glass table or a metal table think about how you're going to use that table because a glass table is literally one arm wrestle away from breaking or jenga or whatever you do in your dining space a hot plate can crack it um, but if you really want a glass table, then get tempered glass. That's just a little tidbit. So, focal point, table, your style determines the table. The next thing that I consider as far as style goes in the dining room is um, the lighting. So, don't go with your builder grade light or whatever lighting came in your came whatever lighting light fixture came in your came with your dining space if you do not love it change it that is the simplest and easiest way to give your dining room like some pizzazz without doing too much it's just a light fixture you can get that on amazon wayfair home depot like Literally anywhere, just type in light fixture, um, light, light.com or lighting.com, 1-800-LIGHTS. I don't know. I look at so many places. But um, change your light fixture and get lighting that adds to the mood. Um, no harsh lights, so nothing cold. You want to do something glowy and warm because you're going to be sitting around that table you know, talking and eating. 
if that's how your dining room functions. I'm just talking from my experience, but you want something soft so that you can be in that space for longer. You don't want, for me, a dining space is not um, perfectly designed unless it's somewhere that when people are done eating, they lean back like, oh man, that was good. And then they just start talking and, oh, can I have more wine? That's a really well-designed dining space. But if you're like, all right, and they get up and leave, <laughs> your dining space is not that comfortable. So um, getting lighting that adds to that mood is, is really good. Um, you want your lighting to be at least 30 to 36 inches above your dining table. So that's about three feet. Um, also, it's important to know about I mentioned windows earlier. Don't cover them if you have them in your dining space, especially if you work from home. Having that window is a great light source for work. Like it really, it gives you energy and you save energy because you don't have to turn on the light during the day. So, um, really consider your lighting light sources. Um, some dining rooms may have recessed lights. I don't actually have. I mean, I have seen some with recessed lights, but I'm just a big fan of like pendant lighting, chandeliers. That that gives that's like a big statement piece. So it's think of it like a necklace. It doesn't have a requirement as far as like how it needs to look. So if you want to be fun, but you want to keep it safe everywhere else, your lighting is a great way to make a statement. Like, get something funky. Chandeliers are cool. Like, the basic um, glass pieces or whatever, like, that's cool. But, I don't know, it's played out. I've, I've seen it. You've seen it for years, I'm sure. So, you want to get something fun, you know, hanging above so that while you're eating your food, you look up and you're Thinking, savoring the flavors, lighting. That's uh, something you can easily switch out. Um, outside of lighting, well, this kind of leads into lighting, is conversation pieces. Because a dining room has very minimal like functions, like outside of eating, playing games, you want to put something... You want to put something in there. I'm sorry, my phone is here. I should have that away. But you want to put something um, in your space that's going to be a conversation starter because everyone knows how awkward. Is that a blanket statement? Everyone knows. Let me finish the statement. You may relate. If you don't, lucky you. But everyone knows how awkward it is to be having dinner and like it's quiet. <laughs> Like, you want to have something in the space that someone, a guest will be like, oh, I really like blah, blah, while they're chewing or while they're contemplating so that it creates an enjoyable experience. Um, Lighting, that's why I said that's a good way to interject your personality by picking something unique that's going to cause, that's going to be a great place to start your conversation. Um, Another Another way to add personality or create conversation topics in your space is like, I'm not a big fan of like wall art in a dining area, but 
if you want to do wall art, I would opt for either one large piece or a gallery wall. I wouldn't split up um, painting or wall sculptures or anything around the walls. I wouldn't do that just because it's a small, not a small, it's a small area or, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> not it's a small area, but when you're eating, you want to limit distractions, but have just enough for conversation. So you don't want there to be so much to take in while you're eating, because then you are not necessarily having conversation starters, but you're having distractions. So there's like a thin line between like interjecting your personality into your dining space so that you can, you know, talk to your guests about it and having too much that like, now it's a gallery where at a museum instead of like eating and having fun. So I just do one one big art piece or a gallery wall. Another way to interject your personality besides like art and lighting would be in your furniture pieces. So with your chairs, this is again another reason why I like to mix and match as opposed to sets. If you get a really fun table, then you can decide what type of chairs you want. Um, I've seen spaces where the chairs are all different colors because they're part of like a color palette. Or you can do um, your captain seats, which is like the chairs. If you do like a rectangular table or oval or whatever, the chairs at the end are a different style than the other chairs. Like something fun, you know, do a color, do a texture. Uh, I'm not a fan of wood chairs. Like, if I'm sitting in a wood seat, I'm taking my food to go. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, oh, oh. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So um, pick something fun. Pick something comfortable. Pick something that guests want to sit on. You know, like, when you see new things, right? Like, let's say you're at, this may just be me. Let's say you're at, like, the mall or something and you see those chairs that are in the like when you're walking through the mall those chairs like in the middle of the mall and some of them to me are like really cool that like oh let me see you know I want to sit in it so this is like a big thing for especially Airbnb living I mean ugh, Airbnb dining rooms you want to pick things that are interesting like everything should be interesting and a reflection of you if you are paying for something, don't ever buy something that you don't love. There, that, that just doesn't make sense to me, especially in your space. You want the space to attract people. You want the space to be comfortable to people. Like, I don't know, like design your home with love. Just like you pick out your outfits and you're like, ooh, I love this. I love that. Like do that with your furnishings and your decor. So when you're designing your dining area think about you as a person or if this is a short-term rental think about your property and its brand and like what do you what do you want to give what is that experience that you want to give people and this ties back again to functionality once you know how you want that space to function like all these questions kind of answer themselves like you know how you know the personality that that space needs to have. You know the capacity that it needs to be able of, you know, um, you just, you know everything. So, like, 
think of ways to interject your personality into these basic design choices. Or if it's a short-term rental, again, think of ways to interject your brand's personality into the space. Um, and then this is the last thing I like to do in dining areas is a rug. Now, I feel like this is something that people are kind of split, like split decision on. Because on one hand, this is a rug underneath a dining table where people are eating. And on the other hand, you want it to be cozy. You know, so you're thinking of spills, but like I'm thinking of coziness and it just makes the room feel complete. You know, a rug and a curtain. It's just, it's like a, like a hug, you know, it's a hug. So a good compromise is washable rugs. I am a big fan of ruggables, but you know, the price point is a little pricey, but there are other like washable or um, stain friendly um, rug textures there I think rug rug USA recently rolled out a line of washable rugs a uh, new loom is another brand brand that has washable rugs that's n-u-l-o-o-m um, that's another brand that has uh, washable rugs and yeah I would put a rug because you know sometimes people need to need to want to slide their feet secretly out of their shoes under your table and they want to rub it on the floor or just cozy up so i throw in a rug for sure but you can opt out that's not like do or die it is for me if i don't have a rug i'll probably die but you may not feel that way and that's okay but i'm sure my dining room is better than yours <laughs> i'm just kidding no um that's optional, honestly, a rug, but I just love rugs because I feel like it makes the dining space feel cozy, kind of like the living area. When you're designing your living area, having a cozy space, a cozy, modern, cozy, glam, whatever, cozy is always like top. But when it comes to a dining space, cozy is never really one of those requirements. But I think it should be because you want to spend sp spend time in that space dining rooms get a bad rep for like oh we never use that room only on thanksgiving and christmas but like you should want to use it year round if you design it so that you really enjoy being in that space you're going to want to use it that's and that's with anything spaces or things and items that you don't use it's usually because they're not functional they're not comfortable or you just simply don't like it so when it comes to your dining room design it so that it works for you and that way you're gonna love being there um so i think that kind of wraps up this episode with that other episode that i told you about i'm gonna link it in the description notes um of this episode but if you want to design the perfect dining space for your friends and family or for even you um then do listen to these two episodes and take the knowledge that I have shared in this episode and that one and create your dream space. If you are an investor and you're working on your dining space for the holidays, really think about your guests. Think about, you know, what they're going to need, how they're going to use the space and design it for that because you don't want to just 
get a table, get some chairs, and then like, oh, I wonder why no one's booking my extremely expensive days for the holidays. Well, because they can't spend time there. Like, there's no point in booking it for Thanksgiving if you're sleeping 12 and your dining table sits four. Like, they're not going to book you. So you want to you wanna think about that and make your space to be functional. I feel like I'm missing something. Storage. If you need storage in your dining area, get some storage. Um, China cabinets, I'm not. I feel like those are done. But if you must, if you must, try not to get cherry wood. That's the only material of China cabinet I'm just like, I will throw up if I see it. But um, there's some nice ones. Like Ikea uh, has some really basic but really gorgeous modern black with the glass and the panes um so you can display your like heirloom plates or whatever but storage i'm going to actually put this picture right here of this dining room refresh that we did so this is the before and this is the after so if you can see in the before the walls were bare they had one awkward painting in between the windows and I was just like okay <laughs> you know like that would be a quick dinner in there and then the after we draped the windows um not draped we added some drapes to the windows to one make the dining space feel more cozy so like you want to be in that space and also by adding those curtains now the walls don't feel so bare even though we don't we didn't line it with a bunch of decor the drapes add personality to that wall. So we honestly didn't even need that painting in the end. So now the walls are bare, but which wall looks more bare? Exactly, the before. Uh, another thing we did in this space was the console table. So the console table before was for style. And like I said in the very beginning of this episode, I don't design for style. I design for function. The style is just as a result of me not being able to design anything ugly. So that's just, oh, well, look at that. But I always design for function. So in the after, we had a sideboard with storage. So now we can store any special occasion plates, any special occasion drinks, glasses, tableware, uh, maybe some special candles that you use for certain occasions. Anything that you need or use in the dining room, you can put it in there and it's tucked away for when you need it. So you don't have to worry about finding storage for these things because it's right there. But it's it's neat. It looks nice. So it's almost as good as a console table, except it's useful. There's function. Um, what else did I do in this space that I really want to point out? Hmm. The round table, that was a big difference. Um, we did have the rectangular table in the before, which, you know, it wasn't bad. But just talking to my client and how she wanted to use the space, like she wanted to have somewhere where her and her girlfriends could just hang out, have dinner. They So they have a, um, once a month they meet for dinner at each someone's house. And she wanted to have a space where she's meeting with her girls for dinner. Like they can just talk about, you know, life and everything going on. And so I just thought about like, what would they want? They would want chairs that are comfortable, a living space, that, I mean, a dining space that's cute. And they want to be able to see each other's face, you know, like, 
because there are some conversations that you just really want to have a heart to heart. You want to see, you know, make eye contact. So having, why am I getting like emotional? I'm not really emotional, but I'm just feeling happy. I, I just really love what I do. But um, just having a round table gave her that feel that she she wanted, that sisterhood feel. You know, they could, it's, it's really cozy and conversational. And like, can you imagine hanging with your friends and like laughing and you can laugh and look at everybody when you're sitting at the round table. So just a quick before and after um, of a project that I just wrapped up. And yeah, I just use all these principles that I shared with you in this episode and the last one that I talked about to design this perfect space for my client and how she wanted her space to function and her space to look. And now she's happy and ready to host for the holidays. And hopefully you will be too after you listen to this episode. So yeah, thank you for tuning in and for listening. And if you have any other questions, feel free to shoot me a message.